The Classical Association presents Epic, Modern Writers, Ancient Stories, an audiobook of short stories written by entrants in the 2022 CA competition, who were inspired by Stephen Fry's trilogy, Mythos, Heroes and Troy. We're releasing one story a day for the next six weeks, so make sure you subscribe and follow the Classics Podcast and follow us on Instagram at the Classical Pod so you don't miss out on a single story in our audiobook. Relax, enjoy, and lose yourself in the world of ancient mythology. Orestes, The Wrath of the Erinies, by Millie Kateka, read by Alex McCauley. Officer Tisiphone of the Hellenic Police, Violent Crime Squad, let out a shriek of frustration and bashed her hands in disgust against the steering wheel of the Kia Sportage. Two years she had pursued this monster Orestes only for the jury to fail to reach a verdict. It was incomprehensible. She thought of everything she'd gone through to capture this most evil of men, not just a murderer, but one who had committed the heinous crime of matricide. With the locals worshipping him as some sort of hero, she had faced obstacles at every turn in her investigation. Night and day she'd continued her quest, determined to deliver justice, but for what? Slowly, she calmed herself. At least there was to be a retrial. He would be punished, sooner or later. Her phone buzzed again. It was her partner. Just two words. He's escaped. A truck had rammed into the police van, taking the accused man back to prison, rolling it over. The young man driving the truck, later identified as Pilates, had shot and injured the guards. The two SKPs had just now been spotted on foot on the coastal road Parliaki. Tisiphone's eyes narrowed angrily into daggers, and blood flowed furiously in her veins like burning lava. She ran the accelerator, and the car screeched wildly onto the carriageway. She resumed her pursuit as a woman possessed. Pilates beckoned his friend. Over here, hurry! Orestes limped forward, pained by an injury he'd sustained from the ramming attack. The side of the highway revealed a steep cliff face which fell to the sea below. There was a fat tree stump protruding, round which were two thick ropes Pilates had previously secured in his elaborate plan of escape. These they gripped and commenced a slow, silent climb down. Many a summer's day in their youth, they had spent frolicking up and down mountains. The cliffs would echo with their raucous cries and wild laughter. They'd been like lions, fearless and proud. But those times of gay abandon were now a distant memory. This was an altogether different experience. They were now hunted men. The warped and craggy rock face swept down as a series of synclines. They lowered themselves with their bodies pushed tight against the siltstone. Every now and again, a piece of shale would jab them, tearing into their clothes and cutting their flesh. Halfway down came the relief of a jug hall, and the two men were able to cast away their ropes to descend more freely, swinging from one hole to the next. The sun was beginning to set. As it sank, it picked out the two fugitives like a searchlight, and they glowed gold against the dark rock. Above them was all the hubbub of a major police operation. Roads had been blocked, horns tooted from frustrated motorists, sirens were blaring continuously, and police motorbikes raced by every couple of minutes. Pilates knew that the overhang on the cliff hid them from view, but it wouldn't be long before the dogs picked up their trail. There was little time to waste. He reached the crux, about 30 feet from the sandy floor, 
he eyed a large vertical crack going down to traverse to it. The chimney was just enough for him to squeeze into. He pressed his feet and body against the walls to slow his descent as gravity carried him down, and the last few feet were then just a short jump down. Orestes was less fortunate. The cliff wall on his side suddenly offered not a pocket. He found himself gripping precariously onto a chalkstone. The sinews tore up in his back and his fingers burned from some flesh that had ripped away. He looked around desperately, but there was nothing, not even a pinch. Eventually, his forearms buckled under extreme fatigue, and he let go. Pilates watched in horror as his friend dropped like a stone and sunk into the sand below. He ran over to find Orestes motionless. He took his head and gently patted his cheek. Orestes slowly opened his eyes and forced a painful smile. With considerable effort, they got him to his feet, and with the help of his friend, Orestes hobbled onto the small boat waiting moored in the cove. On the turn of a key, the engine of the Coral 400 spluttered to a start and the vessel chugged off into the sea. Athena had belonged to Orestes' father and was one the two friends had adventured with many a time. Soon she was cutting through the water like a pro and they were on their way. The sun had now set and they judged that in open water, the cloak of darkness would give them more than an even chance of evading their pursuers. Pilates steered and voiced the arrangements he had planned. We'll refuel at Thassos, Arsinoe will bring provisions, and we can cross through Istanbul to Yalta. We'll be safe there. Orestes only half heard him. He lay stretched out on the deck, drifting in and out of sleep. For a couple hours, all was eerily calm. Suddenly, out of nowhere, the wind started howling and a ferocious storm was conjured up. Angry waves lashed the boat with great gushes of water attacking the two men. They clung on desperately. The sea rose up and like a monster tossed Athena up into the air. It came crashing down on a piece of rock and immediately tore apart into a thousand pieces. The two men were thrown into the icy water. Pilates instinctively snatched a sheet of wood for buoyancy. Orestes was nowhere to be seen. Eventually, he emerged, his head bobbing out of the water, gasping for air. Pilates grabbed his friend and yanked him onto the makeshift raft. They floated like this for hours, it seemed, when out of the dark emerged the silhouette of a fishing boat. A large net was cast in their direction and they clambered up using the last dregs of energy they possessed. Orestes looked up at the fisherman who had rescued them. He had a kindly face that reminded him of his old tutor. Good thing I spotted you, the man said gruffly. Never seen anyone survive a storm like this. The two men were exhausted and Orestes was looking feverish. They laid him down, but his body started convulsing uncontrollably. He was murmuring something unintelligibly and started to foam at the mouth. The fisherman got out a bottle of brandy. Get that down him. The brandy helped and Orestes relaxed. He was restful till dawn. Not long after, they spied land ahead. It was the island of Paros. As the boat was maneuvered into the harbor, the whir of a helicopter sounded above them. The old man saw the trepidation on the faces of Orestes and Pilates and sensed their need to get away. That'll be your best bet. He growled, pointing to a dirt track. The two men scrambled off the boat and hurried to follow the path into the woods. As the helicopter descended to land, Tisiphone sprang out like a wild cat. She had sighted the two figures and rushed in furious pursuit. In her right hand was a standard issue Glock 22 armed with a 15 round cartridge. There would be no escape this time. Immediately, she let off two shots but fell short of her target. The two men disappeared into the trees. Tisiphone chased after them, and every time they came into view, fired off a round. 
She was now just missing by inches. Orestes felt sapped of energy. His body ached all over and his legs were stiffening up. Ahead of him, Pilates left the path to seek the cover of some dense bushes. Orestes followed as the sound of another bullet rang out, whizzing just past his left ear. He was panting for breath with every step. Tisiphone, sensing her prey faltering, moved with renewed zeal, but she failed to get a clear shot as the men were weaving in and around the bushes. Then Orestes seemed to stumble. Pilates turned to aid his friend, but as he did so, his foot got caught in a vine. Tisiphone was but ten feet away and took aim. She released her last but most deadly bullet with clinical precision. Orestes let out a cry and without hesitation dived in front of his friend. The bullet pierced through his chest and lodged into his heart. Pilates, desperate and distraught, caught hold of his beloved Orestes as he fell. Tears flooded into his eyes. Go, the dying man whispered. Live and I will live through you. Tisiphone did not follow as Pilates made his escape. She had her man. She had her vengeance. <laughs>